Alright. Video rolling. American way. I am Big John. Got uh, a brief sound bite there from Hugh Hefner about morality. Uh, there was a, a bit longer clip, but I don't want to spend too much time listening to an immoral man explain morality in his opinion. So, uh, I had a creeper day today, I guess. I don't know. I binge-watched, uh, the, uh, docu-series, mini-series, um, Surviving Jeffrey Epstein, pardon me, uh, it's either on Lifetime or A&E, I think it was Lifetime, um, I don't know, I was watching it on Hulu, and then, uh, I rewatched the latest episode of uh, Secrets of Playboy. And that's where that little soundbite from Hef explaining morality came from. Uh, th this, uh, let me tell you, this, th this uh, Secrets of Playboy is getting dang, damn right creepy. Um, and the tale of Jeffrey Epstein is much more twisted than what we even thought, if that's possible, for it to be more sick and twisted. Um, there's a definite possibility that... Perhaps hundreds of girls were trafficked by uh, Jeff Epstein, who didn't hang himself. Um, and many of them have come forward. 
to tell their stories and uh, go after his money, which is deservingly so. Uh, they deserve something. And let me say something. This uh, we got to rethink the laws of this country. Um, should there be should there be a statute of limitations should there be a a number of years like I, I don't know what it is 20 years you could sexually assault somebody today uh, February 2nd 2022 and they would have until February I'm just speaking off the top of my head. I don't know the laws of every state. But, okay, so if you assaulted somebody on February 2nd, 2022, and did not go to the police, or the police couldn't find uh, enough evidence to indict you before February 3rd, 2042, you, you could go scot-free. And that's what happened to some of these girls that Jeff Epstein and uh, his associates trafficked and sexually assaulted. I think especially when it's a minor, there should be no statute of limitations to the amount of time they have to file uh, um, sexual assault charges. Uh, and to the amount of time they have to um, file a lawsuit, civil suit, sue you in court. And you, you say, what's well, going to open a whole can of worms? And then, nah, nah, nah. well, fucking don't rape anybody. There you go. You know, don't put yourself in the situation. And it's hard. I mean, there are conniving, sick people out there on both sides, but. A rapist, especially a pedophile, any rapist is a sick individual and needs to be punished, and the victim needs to be compensated. Uh, some for some, the compensation is the uh, predator going to jail. Others, um, for others, it might be you know I, I want financial compensation. Uh, whoever, whoever the hell said money cannot buy you happiness was full of shit, by the way. Um, but, okay, when a, a minor child is raped or sexually assaulted, blah, blah, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, they're not, they, they, they're going to suppress that because they're, they've not developed enough as a person to come forward and testify. Um, they may be afraid of a lot of things. Their, mind, their minds and... Pardon me, I'm getting all flustered here thinking about children being abused and people being abused. Um, okay. They just haven't developed enough mentally. Some of them don't have the strength or the confidence. Um, they're going to see this powerful person 
whatever you know adult or whoever it might be and um say in, in the back of their mind who's going to believe me or i don't want to hurt my uncle or my daddy my stepdaddy my cousin i don't want to hurt their get them hurt you know that's how the mind of a child might work and that's what i hear in a lot of these series like the uh surviving Jeffrey Epstein some of these girls were as young as 14 when he was paying them $200 to give him a massage and sometimes he would molest them other times he would uh, pleasure himself in front of them when it was over uh, many sick twisted things that a grown man should not be doing uh, to or in front of children so um I just, I don't understand where our morality is. Uh, this Epstein had so much power, so much influence and dirt on so many influential people. And that's how he got his money. Like the, the big uh, townhouse that he lived in in New York City was given to him by the... Uh, founder, president, owner, whatever you want to call him, of Victoria's Secrets. Well, what kind of dirt did he have on that guy? You know, Epstein's uh, fortune is hidden in... This is stupid. I mean, but okay, let me not get ahead of myself. His fortune is hidden in an offshore account in the Cayman Islands per his will so that the girls he supposedly so that the girls that he assaulted that are women now cannot sue his estate and get uh, financial compensation um, you're telling me in the US of A the, for now maybe China is caught up to us or past us but we're certainly a more powerful uh, financial entity than the Cayman Islands, I would think. The most powerful economy in the world, with the most powerful government, biggest army, baddest motherfuckers on the block. Somebody can, an asshole, can hide his money offshore and... Our legal system can't have an American bank take that money or the American government take that money off of the Cayman Islands out, out of whatever, you know, bumble frick bank is down there in the Caymans. I mean, I know that's like a violation of some international laws, but if you, if you assault or hurt an American citizen... You deserve to be punished. I don't care if you don't hang yourself in a jail cell or not. I don't care if you commit Clinton side or not. Your victims deserve compensation. You shouldn't be able to run and hide your money. <clears throat> you know, and it's quite possible he was hiding his half a billion dollars there uh, for... Ghislaine Maxwell uh, so that you know she could live happily ever after I, I think that was 
she was not only his partner in crime, which she has been convicted of, but she uh, also seemed like from this documentary was the love of his life and vice versa. They were two uh, sick people that needed one another to feed off each other. Uh, from what the documentary said, uh, Mac, Ghislaine Maxwell, her father was a... Uh, wealthy newspaper owner in Great Britain. Now this was like 1991, okay? Newspapers still mattered. Um, dude was embezzling money from pension funds and then taking money from other funds to pay back the pension funds and uh, a lot of the employees of uh, this big company basically got screwed out of their pensions in Great Britain. And so he died mysteriously in a boating accident. Uh, maybe it was a suicide. So Ghislaine, to escape the heat in Britain, comes to the United States. Uh, she has all these connections through her father and through friends of hers in British royalty. Uh, to all these powerful politicians and celebrities. And Jeffrey Epstein is on his way up in the financial markets. Uh, we still don't know how, because he's not, from what people say, he's not a great businessman, not a great business mind, but a very manipulative person, a very smooth talker, and a, a very good at getting uh, blackmail dirt on people so that's how Epstein probably rose uh, financially to power now Ghislaine when she came to the United States needed a sugar daddy and you know needed a guy with money to cling to um, and Epstein needed somebody to lift him up in the social circle somebody that knew celebrities and I'm sure she had some money of her own from her dad, you know, the rich will always be rich. It don't matter what happens. Uh, but anyhow, she needed, you know, Epstein and his money and his financial uh, abilities, and he needed her society connections, her social network connections. He wanted to be high society. He wanted to be in, with the billionaire boys club and all that shit. Uh, and then. That led to, you know, them teaming up to sexually assault many young women themselves and to uh, get blackmail material on a lot of their friends that were pedos and were seduced by uh, these young, uh, the lure of these young girls and then seduce the girls and, you know, whatever. Uh, particularly Prince Andrew... Now, this is what chaps my ass, too. Nobody cares about the British royal family. They mean absolutely nothing. They're absolutely nothing. I don't care what you thought you were taught in school. They're nothing. The power in Britain rests in the People's House of the Parliament. So their prime minister is the equivalent of our president, but with a little less power. The, if the queen doesn't sign something into law, 
the British Parliament could pass a law that says, okay, we're just eliminating the Queen. <laughs> okay. Uh, that might create quite the mess and a civil war, but theoretically it can happen. The monarchy doesn't mean shit. Prince Andrew doesn't mean shit. He's not even a prince anymore. His mom took his title, uh, the Duke of you know BFE, away from him anyhow. So this bastard had sex with a, a minor child uh, in the United States. I don't care how many years ago it was. He, saw, he assaulted an American child in America. Our CIA, our FBI, our, our Navy SEALs, Jesus Christ and Spider-Man should hunt this prick down wherever he's hiding and he should be in an, in an American jail right now. Period, point blank. That's it. So the, the latest episode of this uh, Secrets of Playboy goes. Some intriguing stuff and some gross stuff. Um, and they they do a, a good job of presenting both sides of things, but um, I would say ninety percent is hey this was negative this is a bad experience. Uh, Hugh Hefner every you know after I, I've learned some things and seen some things. Uh, and it's more women than just you know his last girlfriend uh, from the Girls Next Door TV show. Uh, it's a, a lot, a lot of women. Um, every time he talks, it just sounds so creepy. And I think there was probably something creepy to him even before all of this came to light. But uh, this episode focused on the Playboy clubs. You know, in the 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, there were nightclubs. And you could, you know, go in and buy drinks and sit at a table and drink with your friends, drink alone. You know, they had singles night. You had these weirdos that would go, you know, in the 70s, I'm, sing I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. And you're fucking creepy. That's what you are. Uh, so, anyhow. 1960, the first Playboy Club is founded. Now, this is where the term bunnies comes from. Okay, the girls that are in the magazines are playmates. The girls that are uh, waitresses in the clubs are bunnies. Uh, their outfits, uh, you know, Hef came up with the bow tie and the cuff links. And then, of course, the bunny ears because the corporate logo is a bunny. Or as a rabbit, wabbit. Um, and there was an actual membership key. You got a little key as a, to get into the Playboy Club. <laughs> it was like, I don't know if it was $25 a month. That was kind of a lot back in the 60s. Maybe it was like a year. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, but by 1972, there were 1 million key holders. Um... Members were not allowed to touch the girls in the clubs. Uh, and Hef said, you know, it was for liquor license reasons. Uh, he, he really didn't say it was for protecting the girls. 
but some of the girls said it was to protect them. Uh, the bunny outfits, I mean, they're obviously very tight-fitting. Uh, and it was hard for the girls to breathe. There were uh, 18 metal buttons or pins in the back of the, the suit to hold it together. And the girls would have to help each other squeeze into the costumes. And it, it was very uncomfortable for them. Some would say, you know, they would have these high heels on for eight hours and they would uh, take their heels off and their feet would be bleeding from blisters and they would, you know, put their feet in the toilets like a whirlpool, which is pretty gross. I hope those... Anyhow, but that's what one girl said they did to bring the swelling down in their feet. Uh, um, again, this is... At this point, you know, I said, you know, Hef is effing creepy Every interview he does, he just comes off as creepy. Um, and up until, you know, he died, he was considered like a cultural icon to a lot of people. And then, like, really, literally a month after he died, the Me Too movement hit, and Hef probably would have been Me Tooed, and probably was, would have been prosecuted... You know, he was close to 90. I don't know if he was in his 90s, but he was up there in years. Um, he might have been right there with um, uh, Harvey Weinstein and those guys, you know, Kevin Spacey and all those Hollywood weirdos, man. Because, you know, one of the things was Hef had a lot of uh, former L.A. cops high-ranking detectives working on the cleanup crew, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, and doing security at the at the mansion, pardon me, and at the clubs, too, but the LAPD obviously Since the mansion was in L.A., a lot of off-duty police were security at the mansion, a lot of retired police, so he had dirt and blackmail on them, too. Um, but anyways, uh, the, the image of the Playboy Bunny at the club, okay, uh, you know, they say they were supposed to be wholesome. Uh, they had to do weigh-ins every month. Uh, they were supposed to appear like the girl next door. You know, one one bunny said, you know, bunnies didn't cuss, they didn't smoke, they didn't drink, they didn't do anything that normal women do. They were, you know, the perfect you know image uh, of the girl next door. Um, they had this thing called the bunny dip. So as the girl is handing you your drink instead of the normal way a waitress would by handing it to you or leaning over the table so that they didn't fall out of their tops and they would keep that, you know, wholesome mystique. They would hold the tray in their left hand and then bend over with their right hand and bend over backwards for you, which could symbolize a lot of things. Uh, one, their cleavage isn't dangling over the table. Two, uh, 
bending over backwards for someone is a saying, meaning that, you know, you do every, anything for them or you, you have done everything for them. You've bent over backwards for them. I don't know. I think it was mostly just to keep their, their cleavage in uh, because they didn't have, you know, nudity licenses. These weren't strip joints. They could lose their liquor licenses, as Hef said, um, if guys touched the girls or, you know, there was uh, nudity and, you know, sex going on in the clubs. Uh, there was like a, a bunny mom, which would be like a manager, and they were made to evaluate the girls on looks, like were their breasts sagging, did they have crooked teeth, was their skin uh, radiant, or was it, you know, not perfect? <laughs> um, uh, bunnies, some bunnies felt they were protected, at least while they were on the properties. Others thought they were being portrayed as sexual nymphs, nymphomaniacs, sexual nymphs. Um, and guys would see them in the club and think, oh, here's this pretty girl. She's dressed sexually. Uh, oh, man, I think she was flirting with me because I'm cool and I have a mustache and the 70s and 60s and 80s. I'm glad they're over. Uh, anyhow, so um, most girls say as long as they were on the property, the girls were protected to protect the Playboy image and protect the club itself. Uh, but there, there were reports of rapes in the parking lot. You know, key members, key holders. You know, remember I said each member of the club had a key uh, following girls to their cars, uh, things like that. And those things were covered up. Sometimes girls went to parties with members after hours. Um, some of them <clears throat> at one point were drugged and raped. Uh, and uh, after they were drugged and raped, it was filmed and turned into porn. Made a porno with the girls while they were under the influence of drugs. Um, like I said, they, they were not protected after hours by Playboy. VIP, VIPs, which were handpicked by Hef, uh, were basically celebrities that Hef idolized, looked up to. They were the cool people of their day. Uh, <clears throat> they had carte blanche, could do whatever they wanted to. Uh, with or to the girls. Okay, I say with or to the girls. Alright. Uh, the cleanup crew. Here's where it goes. They were there to cover up things. Such as the Great George Rape Incident. Or Great Gorge, pardon me. Great Gorge, New Jersey. Which is, there was a, a huge Playboy... Uh, more than a club, like a resort. There was a resort there, and some of the girls were told by these guys, hey, we're Hollywood producers, we want to try you out for this movie, and then those were the ones that were um, drugged and filmed having sex, uh, essentially raped, and they were told, you know, hey, if you say anything about this, we'll put these tapes out there and ruin your lives, by the, the rapist. And then Playboy turned right around and 
went out, attacked the girls and said, hey, you knew, these were like two, no, no, that was somebody else. Um, sorry. Um, Playboy turned on them and said, hey, look, you, you weren't supposed to go out there. You weren't supposed to go home with guys. You're fired. And if you tell anybody about this, we're going to come after you too. Like, whoa. You know, and I mean, these are women in their 20s. Yeah, they're women. But are they fully developmentally at 20, 21, 25 years old? Uh, probably not. Uh, one thing I looked up and noted while I was getting ready to make this, Playboy Media is owned now by Icon Acquisitions Holdings, LLC. They are no longer owned by the Hefner family. <clears throat> so the new owners of Playboy uh, support the women that are in this documentary, and they essentially denounce the old Playboy ways and... In the disclaimer, the company even says that the Hefner family has nothing to do with Playboy anymore. Okay, the cleanup crew continued. So the girls were silenced after they were raped. Uh, this one girl, or this one uh, bunny mom, says that in her 10 years as a bunny mom, there were probably 40 or 50 girls that were raped in the parking lots. They were not allowed to go to hospitals. The bunny moms would have to, you know, tend to the girls' injuries, clean them up. Uh, this is this is sickening. I hope Hugh Hefner's burning in hell right now. I, I do. He was an atheist. He's he's in hell. Uh, on top of all this, uh, so no hospitals. Playboy security handled everything. No police either. Um. There was a guy who in 1984 wrote a book called Bunny, The Real Story of Playboy. Uh, he said, you know, the bunnies that went from the clubs to the mansion, uh, Hef would sodomize them because he didn't want to get them pregnant. And um, sod sodomy is, you know, unusual. Um, it's painful. And the girls felt like, wow, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not even good enough to cuddle with. You don't even want to look at me while you're having sex with me. You're just going, you know, in my rear end and sodomizing me. Uh, and the VIPs, the celebrities that have hung out with, uh, would do this to the girls too. I don't know. There's been a lot of things been said about Hugh Hefner since he passed. Um, and someone he was alive as well. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that you know people were attacking a dead man because he's dead. Um, but before the Me Too movement, you know, Hef, he even admits that he acquired a lot of power and a lot of influence because he was. Excuse me, because he was rich. You know, he said because he was a millionaire. Um, because he knew important people. Uh, and that was, I think that might have been the first half of his morality speech that I didn't play. Um, man, it's a, you know, the, the, the dude started this, this stuff 
Star Playboy, pardon me, I'm getting a little tongue-tied. Um, what, when he was 27 years old, he created an image for himself that was not him. Do, do you want to try and explain to me that this is a guy that's playing with a full deck? And I, 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 no, I can't apologize because I'm doing anything wrong. But, you know, my generation was like kind of, you know, I'm 45 and we're, we're told to look up to the Playboy image, the Playboy reputation. And having, you know, being in love with multiple women, as Hef would say, uh, having many lovers or whatever. Yeah, I can't bash it, especially since it goes both ways now. You know, there are some women that don't want to settle down, that want to have multiple boyfriends and just live, you know, life and not be tied to one man. But we were always told that that was the, the macho man image, that was the playboy man image uh, uh, growing up, you know, to have all these women around you. And I don't think it makes me less of a man to say I've, I've always wanted to just find one woman. And I haven't been able to find one that will put up with me yet. But, um, you know, I, I mean, when I date, I don't, I'm not looking for someone to date or someone to, you know, not have like a one night stand with or just sex. I'm looking for someone to marry. And that doesn't make me less of a man than Hugh Hefner or uh, Jack Murphy uh, or any of these guys. Uh, no, just forget Jack Murphy. Alright, if you want to know why I just said Jack Murphy, look up Jack Murphy cuckold and you'll know what I'm making a joke about. But, um, yeah, if anything, I'm more of a man than Hef. I mean, right? I mean, he's dead. I can kick his ass. I was just messing around. Could have kicked his ass when he was alive, too. Uh, but, yeah, this that's not the measure of a man, I don't think. You know, taking care of your family, taking care of yourself, uh, just being a good person is being a real man's man, a guy's guy. Um, so... Anyhow, nonetheless, enough of my morality lectures. Um, you know, I'm not going to bullcrap you. You know, uh, I, I've watched, I've seen Playboy magazines. I bought them. I had a subscription to it at one time. Um, I watched The Girls Next Door TV show. Um, but, you know, what, when what was done in the dark is being brought to the light... It just gives you a whole new perspective. And the stuff that Epstein, Bill Clinton, uh, Prince Andrew, um, all of Jeff Epstein's buddies did to these young girls, uh, more of it needs to be brought to the light. And more people need to go to jail. I don't know if they ever will. But just see how it goes it. Just see how it goes. God bless y'all. Find me on social media on Twitter and uh, 
what's the other Twitter and Getter at the real underscore Big John on Parlor the real Big John all one word and on Rumble of course it is Americana the American way <coughs> and the same show title on all your podcast apps and platforms. Pray for one another. Pray for the people out there in the uh, snow and ice in this uh, winter storm we're getting. Till next time, God bless you and keep you.